Get autographed copies of New York Times bestselling author Cynthia Bryan's books at www.starstyleradio.com. Get inspired and motivated to be your best self with Be The Star You Are, 99 Gifts, and Be The Star You Are for Teens. Buy cases at a deep discount to give away as gifts and premiums. Visit www.starstyleradio.com or call 925-377-STAR. 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 have a plan for your life you've set goals you know where you want to go congratulations on finding star style be the star you are our vibrant hosts passion purpose and possibility producer cynthia bryan and her energetic daughter healthy living specialist heather Brittany, share the best roads fastest detours and successful strategies for a life worth living Reach your potential with their personal achievement coaching, miracle moments, inspiring guests, titillating interviews, and business bites. Be introduced to new books and innovative ideas that encourage you to live a positive, sustainable lifestyle while achieving your dreams. Ignite your power, make a difference in the world, and shoot for the stars. It's the power hour of living, loving, laughing, and learning. On Star Style, be the star you are. Lend us your ears. The party starts now. Never say never. Live your dream. Well, hello, uh, Power Partners. Welcome to our informational playground. It's Star Style, be the star you are. Brought to the airwaves under the auspices of Be the Star You Are charity. We're your hosts. I'm Cynthia Bryan. And I'm Heather Brittany. And you're listening to us live on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. And total upfront, both Heather and I are under the weather. I'm, I am mm-hmm. trying to break loose of bronchitis, and she's not feeling so well from some kind of stomach thing. But we are going to be together here, and we're going to have as much yeah. fun as we possibly can. You know, it's show business, and the show must go on. And we hope to catapult you from wishing upon a star to imagining your dreams as if they've already transpired, and we want you to be the writers, directors, producers, and star of your own life because we don't want you to wait for things to happen. We want you to make them happen. The Miracle Moment for today is by Doug Larson, and it is. Some of the world's greatest feats were accomplished by people not smart enough to know that they weren't smart enough, (laughs) and I think this is great. If you don't know that it's impossible... You can kind of just do it anyway. So that's what it's all about. I think sometimes we call that beginner's luck. You know, I know when I have acting clients, and if if they find out that acting's really hard, sometimes they, you know, it becomes really hard for them, and then they don't do it. But when you first get into the business and they think it's easy, it's like, okay, I can do this. Well, mm-hmm. our show today is uh, we're going to be going into the garden, and I'm going to be relaying to you some of the questions that I get asked frequently. And I have a garden column called Ask Cynthia Bryan, and I answer it. And I thought that I would just give you a sampling of some of those. And we'll also be talking about the importance of self-talk and how it is critical that you are positive when you think and act towards yourself. But right now in Health Matters, Heather's going to talk to us about a, a very serious cancer that there really are not 
so many symptoms, and when they, you finally get the symptoms detected, it might be too late for a cure. So we're going to find out what are the latest developments in detection, and we're talking about kidney cancer. So, Heather, what have you learned about kidney cancer? Anytime we hear the word cancer or the big C, it makes us very scary. So, Yeah, what, what exactly. And, and as we know, that there's just so many bits and parts and bones and organs and all these things that make our body run, and it seems like every day we're just hearing more and more about how Basically, all of those things can just fall apart or become infected or become cancerous. And um, one of the things I was just reading some stuff recently about kidney cancer, and I felt I never really hear about kidney cancer. I mean, there's so many cancers out there. Um, that morally, Kidney cancer is morally considered, uh, it's also called renal cancer. And what, um, as we all know, is that what cancer is basically is um, when cells become cancerous and they grow out of control, they eventually they form tumors. Um, but one of the, uh, the a good thing, um, as for with many cancers, um, if caught early, for the most part, kidney cancer can be detected early, um, or it can be detected and treated. However, you see, it's not detected for a while, and so what happens is that these large tumors grow. Um, kidney cancers are usually, you know, spread uh, that they metastasize and they become you know, these, these little tumors. And then, as we know, with all cancers, that um, once these tumors, you know, sort of just like an infection, once it starts to grow, it can take over other parts of your body. So it may start in your kidneys, but eventually it could, you know, spread to your lungs or to your liver or whatever it may be. And just, you know, your kidneys in general, if you're like, what is that stuff? Um, your kidneys are basically in those two little lime or not lime, I think lima beans. That's what I was thinking. Lima bean shape, the little bean shaped organs um, that they sit uh, on the back side, you know, on the back side of your spine or or of, of your abdomen. And sometimes, you know, after maybe weekends of partying or whatever, and you ever feel sometimes like you have a sore lower back. That can usually be your kidneys, a kidney infection, um, or they're just sort of working on overtime because what your kidneys do is their main process um, is to you know remove waste pot products excuse me, clean out your blood um, as well as help form urine. And so the main thing is that they uh, process alcohol and all these other kinds um, of uh, waste that you put in through your body. Um, and what, you know, with, uh, uh, with kidney cancer, some of just, you know, what are the causes? What are risk factors? Because I always find whenever I find out about things, um, instantly, you know, I kind of start thinking, oh, my God, could I be at risk for this? And for the most part, women I think not we all do that. We all think, I mean, as soon as we read something in a magazine or online, we immediately look at ourselves and you start noticing all those little bumps and bruises and itches exactly. and, you know, all of that stuff. Exactly. So kind of just to kind of put people's minds at rest. So for the most part, I mean, but again, this is just, you know, the basic stuff they share. You know, if you ever have any concerns, talk with your doctor. Um, for the most part, cancer is more prominent in people age 40 and over. Now, that's just a statistic. So um, a lot of, you know, we always hear of people getting cancer really young. I mean, I, I recently just had a friend um, who has, I believe her son is three or four that got diagnosed with leukemia. So... Um, you know, never, you know, never hesitate if you feel, if, you know, you think something's wrong, go to a doctor. But main things, you know, things that can affect, can, um, lead to this is first off, smoking. As we know that smoking, and there's just no good things about it. Um, it's one of the biggest risk factors for many other forms of cancer. Um, but they say that if you smoke cigarettes, your kidneys, um, 
healthier at risk for kidney cancer um, is about twice as much as non-smokers. And just, again, smoking cigarettes just in, um, increases your risk of, of putting you um, susceptible to all kinds of infections. Um, yeah, I was going to say, I think smoking is one of the risk factors for many different cancers and many different diseases. So that's always the number one thing to stop right away if you are doing it. Yeah, um, one thing, too, is being male. Male Men are actually twice as likely uh, than women to uh, get kidney cancer, which instantly I felt, oh. But that also, with that being, is because usually more of the risk factors with men. Um, and I think being a we- uh, obese, um, extra weight, always um, can it, being obese, one thing is just in general, that's a lot more pressure on your joints. Um, it's also, it changes your hormones. Um, it's, it causes more um, fatty tissue within your arteries. I mean, there's so much thing. It goes just with living a sedentary life and smoking and all these things affected just not around your waistline. Um, also, using pain medication for some of those. That isn't just saying um, if you're abusing some kind of medication. That's why a lot of kinds of... Um, when a doctor might put you on um, some kind of prescription or over-the-counter, um, if you've been on it for a few years, now they may have prescribed it for you. Oftentimes, I know when I go on the doctor sometimes, they do this thing, they, they feel around your abdomen, and, um, and they like to do tests every year just to make sure that everything's on because prolonged use um, of certain medications, we said that your kidney's function is to, um, you know, sort of go through all this stuff, um, sort of, you know, tox, you know, filter out this stuff, that, that's a lot going into it. So over time, it can start to wear down. Um, so what, what you're saying is that when you go in for your annual checkup, you should always remind your physician what medications you're taking, even if they're over the counter, because they could be yeah, counteractive exactly. no, to your kidneys. Yeah, And then also, too, if you have different doctors for different things, um, a lot of times, you know, I know for, for me, for example, I have fantastic health insurance, um, but what, with having like a PPO, my doctors are, are located all at different things. I don't just have one specialized thing. I have doctors that specialize in certain things. And so um, even though they may use the same insurance, um, they're not located in the same place. So they don't have the same medical records of it. Um, and a lot of times suckers don't need it, you know, all that unless, you know, there's a, a lot of stuff going on. So um, be upfront about it with your doctors because they won't know to look for that or they won't even, wouldn't even consider that might be um, a sign if you're having maybe some kind of issues uh, to think, well, this could be because you've been on a certain medication for so long or, you know, that um, you've been exposed to this or that you've had, you know, a history of something. Just share this kind of information with your doctors. Um, being exposed to certain kind of chemicals, even your race. Um, actually, they say that uh, being African-American, uh, the risk factor is slightly higher. Um, they say about more than twice than for whites. And no one really knows why. There's other things, as you know, with sickle cell anemia. Just certain um, things just seem to stick around with um, certain signs, uh, certain kinds of culture, skin color. Eventually, one day, we'll know it. But as, as of right now, it's just sort of being that these certain things are in our genetic makeup. So one of the main things, so one, now you know what your causes are, um, what are uh, symptoms. And I am told most people I try my best not to be, but um, usually when you start finding out symptoms or if you think something, you read it and you think, oh, my God, I must have that. But, again, these are just the basic thing. And um, in many cases, people um, have no early signs of cancer, which is scary because a lot of cancers uh, don't have, you know, some aching pain or a big lump or something, or when by the time they do, it's too late. Um, if, uh, as the tumors go wrong, symptoms start to appear. And as I said, um, for the most part, 
is that with kidney cancer, it really isn't detectable until that these uh, tumors are present. And usually they grow to be quite large until they can actually uh, detect them. But they say, you know, it, it, it gets to a certain point. But the main thing is blood in your urine. Um, and for a woman, that's not during any kind of monthly cycle. Um, a lump to the side of your abdomen, you know, that might not even have any pain associated with it. You know, if you sort of have a nodule. Loss of appetite. Um, pain in your sides that doesn't go away. That can also be an infection. Sometimes um, if dehydration can, can lead to kidney infection. So before you think you have cancer, um, kidney infections can be pretty painful just as well. Um, weight loss that occurs for no reason. Fever that lasts a few weeks. Extreme fatigue anemia, swelling in your ankles and legs. Again, those are things that are can be other uh, situations. Um, one big thing, too, when I was just touching on about uh, dehydration is that, you know, your body needs that. Your body is made of water. So um, a lot of times when you are dehydrated or things aren't processing in your body correctly, you'll start to swell or, like, inflammation. So little things to look at, and that could, again, just being other things. Um, so how do you know? The main thing, how do you know if, if it's uh, kidney cancer? Because as we know, like, all of these things can be other things. Um, and maybe, you know, maybe you've had pain in your side or weight loss or headaches or, um, or maybe your doctor's family. The main thing is going to your doctor is first of all, having them feel around. Um, your doctor usually will fill your abdomen, fill for any lumps, check your fevers, high blood pressure, all that kind of stuff. Um, if things, you know, if that kind of stuff kind of seems okay, but if you have some concerns about it, have them do a urine test, check the blood that if you, this was in your urine, um, blood test, blood tests show how your kidneys are working. That's what I said that, um, there's certain medications that you may be on that start to affect your kidneys over time if you do these blood tests that they can kind of check. It's sort of like when you go in for your car check and they do an overall diagnostic or even for your computer and they can say, you know, this isn't working up, you know, as the reason this is happening is because, you know, your modem is, is starting to die or whatever it is. Um, that's what I can do. Um, another thing, too, an MRI. M- MRI, um, what they use, they use these strong magnetic and radio waves you mean radio waves, um, that create these really detailed images. And I don't know if you've ever gone to it. It's not a very uh, fun process to go through. You know, I've had MRIs, um, and I don't mind them at all. You do hear that knocking sound, you know. But yeah, if you put yeah, earplugs in and iPads so on much. and just say, okay, I'm kind of taking a nap. It's, I mean, it's not painful. It's just kind of irritating, I think. Yeah, and they'll even play music and stuff for you. Yeah, it's just, I don't, it's not, it's not invasive. I would say it's non-invasive. Um, and they actually, but That's the word, it's, it's non-invasive. And it, and it feels, it's just this really weird thing of being stuck in this tunnel and someone's banging on it is what it sounds like. At least for me, I did not enjoy the process whatsoever. Um, also, they do a renal um, angiogram. And what this test does is it's to evaluate the blood supply um, to a possible tumor or into your kidneys. Um, it's not often given because um, usually if there's a large tumor, it's usually something that's not done unless a tumor is detected. Um, and usually small excuse me, usually small tumors are not um, detected. So unlike with um, many other cancers, your doctor may pretty, excuse me, well, that's a little hiccup today. Um, your, may, your doctor may pretty much be certain about 
the diagnosis about with a biopsy. And sometimes biopsies um, are done just to confirm any kind of diagnosis. So just as you know, a, a doctor may say you have skin cancer, they do a biopsy, they want to find out, you know, if it is cancer. Um, so usually biopsies are the most common things. And there's, as with anything, there's many stages of cancer. Um, as we know, stage four is always, uh, when it comes to cancer, always the last of it. And that means that cancer is um, spread beyond the fatty layers within your kidneys and the tissues. And it's sort of one of those things that potentially it's spread to other organs. It's very unlikely that you would get to stage four because you would probably be going through a lot of symptoms, a lot of pain leading up to that. Um, stage one is that they find tumors. And as I say, it's really um, usually the only way that they can find it is that tumors are already present in, within the body. And they say about a seven um, uh, seven inch diameter or smaller. Well, Heather, um, if it's stage one and they find a tumor, uh, is it treatable at stage one? Because usually stage one is usually treatable, but with this kind of cancer, is it treatable? Yes, no, it's definitely treatable and then probably the most uninvasive. You know, they go in there. But usually the thing is, is that, um, you know, and sometimes people say, well, oh, they found moles that are precancerous. Or, um, you know, they go in and they say that they're starting to see something that it's, you know, that something's starting to happen. Usually with um, kidney cancer is that um, people usually stage one and, um, and it really usually isn't detected in stage one. It's usually detected in stage two um, or even stage three when these tumors have gotten much larger. In stage three, the tumor is in the, can- uh, in the kidney, in the kidney, um, and it's close to lymph nodes and that um, the tumors and the fatty tissue around there um, may also involve that they, they need to be replaced, that they need to be removed. And that's something that can happen too is that you can um, survive with only one kidney. So you hear that a lot of um, people needing to have um, a kidney transplant or people giving up their kidneys. Um, it is something, so if it was only in one kidney, that kidney could be removed. And now you can still live a fully functional life. It does just limit you. I actually have had a friend. Um, I'm not sure what the original cause was and the reason, but when she was really young, she had to have um, her kidney removed. And when she was in high school, she had a big soccer career. So that kind of hindered her that you can't play really aggressive sports anymore. You kind of have to have medicine. It opens up. But it doesn't mean that now, it, you know, that uh, in too inhibiting into your life. And actually, you know, a lot of times when people give up their kidney, there has to be a match. And it's usually really easy to have matches with these things. Well, and that was, I was going to be my question, is if you have a, a cancerous kidney, are you put on a list for a kidney transplant? I mean, are you allowed to? Um, I, honestly, I don't know, regard, but the thing is that, I mean, I think you would definitely go on to a transplant thing, but I think if only one was infected and you still had a completely healthy one with the other right. one. You would just so have they one would probably removed. just remove it or just remove parts of it with things when it comes to it. As long kidney, as it had metastasized to other lymph move. nodes and things. Yeah, exactly. You can survive with just one kidney. Now, however, if it was in both kidneys or potentially even spreading throughout the body, um, then you know, then I would say you would go into it onto a transplant list. A great thing with 
um, I mean, a great thing, a fortunate thing with um, kidneys is that um, most of the time it, you don't need, um, you know, to have this amazing match with it. Many times, you know, your friends, your family can be matches. You just have to find someone willing to, and that's why you, you hear a lot of times that, you know, a family member, a brother or sister is giving one of their kidneys to someone um, because that, as you know, with these lists, that there are certain people that are, are uh, higher priority, higher risk, other people that get put sort of to the lower end of the list, and it really is a waiting game. And, and you know, these things, um, if you can get healthy things into you, it, your survival rate, you know, just increases tenfold over. So um, one of those things with it being knowledge is that, um, you know, doctors talk with family members of saying that, you know, thus not, you know, you can never 100% prove life, you know, that life will um, continue. There could always be secondary issues. But um, that if someone, you know, a friend or family is willing to uh, donate their kidney, that this kind of takes them off that list completely and changes everything. So it is something that, um, you know, if detected early, which for the most part it can be, you just have to be um, really up on your kidney. And they can even do radiation and chemotherapy for um, forms of treatment, which you know that just to shrink the size of it, um, if you really want to go truly non um invasive um, into the body, but as we know with chemotherapy and radiational therapy is that not only are they killing the um, unhealthy and the bad cells, is that it's killing all the cells, all the healthy cells. That's why chemotherapy really wipes you out because it's basically um, a radiational treatment that's just destroying your system. So um, with that, you know, chemotherapy, um, you know, always something to discuss with your doctors, but, um, I, you know, I think it's something that, you know, a wise decision if needed, but uh, really, you know, you need to uh, be prepared for it because it is going to be taking out everything in your system. Um, that's why sometimes you see that people get actually much more sicker um, when they're on chemotherapy. And chemotherapy tends to sometimes be um, not a first choice. Um, because it can have so many issues on it. but Well, I think usually it's more of a, I don't want to say a last choice, but maybe a, a mid-range choice. It's one of the choices, but I know so many people would probably choose radiation first and then, you know, and also see what other they, what they might be able to do without having to resort to something that is so powerful and is, you know, pretty dangerous also. I mean, the fact yeah. that it destroys everything, that's scary. Yeah, and most of them, you know, in my big away thing, I know we're running out of time soon, but my my biggest takeaway is it is that um, doctors don't. It doesn't really seem to tend to have much hereditary things. They haven't really found much data concluding that yet. Um, doctors really don't know what causes, you know, or you know what really is causing kidney. It's really not clear um, how to prevent it either, other than these things. So the main takeaway: certain factors. However, that have been linked to kidney cancer um, is, you know, as we said, quit smoking, maintain a healthy weight, um, manage your blood pressure, and avoid being overexposed to harmful chemicals, and get these um, yearly checks on medication that you may be on, because a doctor might have you on a medication, a blood thinning medication, or a diabetes medication, um, which you need to be on for your diabetes or for your heart, but um, prolong exposure to these medications. Um, again, can affect your kidneys. So once a year, um, your doctors most likely are already doing them, but if you have multiple doctors and they're not aware of other things or maybe one isn't, talk to your doctors about having these tests because that can be the first detection um, if there is anything not functioning correctly into your kidneys. 
Well, these were all excellent health checkup tips because we all want to stay healthy and that Heather is here to help us do that every week with health matters and let's hope that everyone keeps are you their kidneys in good shape? You know, watch all the all the things that Heather said. So watch your food, your alcohol, your smoking, and just try to eat and live healthy. But uh, that doesn't always mean you'll stave away disease, but at least you'll get a little bit closer to being a, a longer life and being a bit healthier. So give out the websites, Heather. Most definitely. We want you to go to BeTheStarYouAre.com as well as BeTheStarYouAre.org. Well, and when we come back from break, we're going to go into the garden and you're going to have some questions answered that you have been just dying to know. I know that for sure. I'm Cynthia Bryan. And I'm Heather Brittany. And you're listening to Star Style, Be the Star You Are on the Voice America Network. We're coming to you live. Don't go away. We'll be right back. Star you are, the star you us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. Are you seeking a dynamo speaker for your meeting, conference, or organization? Internationally recognized keynote speaker and New York Times bestselling author and lifestyle coach, Cynthia Bryan, will bring her energetic expertise, passionate professionalism, and ebullient personality to your event. Hailed as an expert in lifestyle, women's issues, self-help, personal balance, leadership, media, gardening, and interior design topics, Cynthia Bryan is a popular empowerment keynote speaker around the world, lecturing to audiences of 100 to 5,000. For rates and bookings, call 925-377-STAR, 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 and visit www.cynthiabryan.com. When you want the best, book Cynthia Bryan, www.cynthiabryan.com. Be the star you are. Light up the flame that burns. Make a world of difference in a world of differences when you support Be the Star You Are 501c3, a literacy and positive media charity dedicated to empowering women, families, and youth. Visit BeTheStarYouAre.org to make a tax-deductible donation today. Everyone counts. Donate today. BeTheStarYouAre.org Be the lucky star you Get your headphones and tune in to enlightening interviews with acclaimed authors and success experts as our Oprah of the Airwaves, Cynthia Bryan, gabs with the gurus. Lend us your ears for the Power Hour on Star Style. Be the star you are. Now, here's Cynthia Bryan. Find all you need in a light that shines. We're back. We're back. Well, thanks for staying with us here on Star Style. Be the star you are. And you are listening to us live on the Voice America Network. I may croak through the segment. I am recovering from bronchitis. It was a crazy busy weekend. We had our big book bash blowout. And of course, it was the only day of the year that it was blizzardy and blowing and, and raining here in Northern California. And the next day, it was 94 degrees. 
but that's kind of the way it goes. We still had a great time. We had an orchestra there with the teens and lots of food and, and the authors of Daddy Look and uh, Pete Crooks, author of The Setup, and I, we were all signing and autographing. Plus, there was lots of, we had lots of other books. We had crafts for kids and all kinds of fun things happening. People still came even in that blustery weather. So thank you for the support. It was sponsored by Brooks Olbrey and Children's Success Unlimited. And we really appreciated that. And Brooks and Children's Success Unlimited is also going to be sponsoring the upcoming Moraga Fair, which is happening on May 9th in the Ream Shopping Center. Uh, this is also sponsored by Michael Verbrugge Construction. So thank you to our two sponsors. And we have some different things going on. We're going to have a passport that the whole Moraga Fair has. And when you come to our booth, you will get uh, several free goodies, including a hardcover uh, children's book of The Adventures of Blue Ocean Bob, as well as some other surprise things. And we'll have author signings. We will be having uh, some more of our uh, orchestra. And we will have the Express Yourself teen radio hosts and reporters there so that you can meet them. There'll be mask-making activities for the kids, and I'll probably have some of my Meyer lemons and my fresh organic eggs available for purchase. Now, the special that we're going to be doing is, how about honoring your mom by donating books to the school or library of her choice with her name on a book plate inside? So if you donate $95, uh, Be the Star You Are will give a case of brand-new books valued at $720 with 100% tax deduction to you and a receipt to you. And um, it can go to whatever organization she chooses. So if you're interested in that, you can go to bethestarur.org. You can make your $95 donation, and we will send you the details on how to give this gift to Mother's Day. So we sure hope that you will participate. And you can find out more information about the Moraga Fair happening on May 9th at starstyleradio.net under events. So as I was saying, I am a writer for the La Mirinda Weekly, and I've been doing this, this is going into my ninth year now, and I am their garden writer. I also have, for the last uh, four years, was the editor of Teen Scene, and I have a, also have a column called Ask Cynthia Bryan. And people write in things, and they They ask me questions of just all different kinds of things that are happening in their garden. And I answer them to the best of my ability. And I usually answer them by email. And then I also post whatever we can in the newspaper as space is available. So I chose a few of them to share with you today because I thought these might be a couple that you might actually use. So uh, the first one was, uh, Dear Miss Cynthia. Oh, and they always call me different things because I'm known as the goddess gardener and sometimes they call me Ms. Bryan, sometimes they say Cynthia, sometimes they say Cynthia Bryan, sometimes it's Dear Goddess. It's always fun to see what people call me. But anyway, this is Dear Miss Cynthia. You helped me root an avocado pit in water by using four toothpicks. Now that it has leaves, what do I do? Well, dear mister, well, from your photo, oh, and this person sent in a photo that just showed how the avocado was doing. From your photo, that avocado pit is a happy camper. I'm glad you wrote again because this is a great project for kids to have gardening success. And again, this person had emailed me before 
and uh, had asked on how to root an avocado. So once I'd given uh, information on how to root the avocado, now he wanted to know what do you do now that it's rooted. So now that the seed sprouted to stem and leaves and it has a thick root system, it's ready to plant. So here's what you want to do. You grab a pot about 10 to 12 inches in diameter. You fill it with rich hummus. You plant the pit so that half of it is above ground, just like when you use the four toothpicks or the three toothpicks to anchor the seed halfway in the water. You can add redwood bark or mulch to the base to maintain their optimum pH, which is 6 to 6.5. Then you want to water it frequently because you have to keep avocado pits, the soil, moist. Not so soggy, but moist. You want to put it in a sunny place, and the sunnier, the better. When it's about 12 inches tall, cut it back to 6 inches to encourage it to be really bushy. And if you have the space, you can then transplant it to the garden. But keep in mind that an avocado tree will grow to 20 or 40 feet. Now, you can keep them smaller if you keep it in a container, and it takes several years to bear fruit, if it even bears at all. Uh, I once had a 30-foot uh, avocado tree at a former house, and I had to beat the bark to get it to produce avocados. The crop was so colossus that my neighbors actually nicknamed me Guacamole Mama. <laughs> now, with the high price of avocados today, I would really like to have that exotic fruit tree now. So I advise anyone to have fun because this is a delicious and rewarding experience. And it's a great experiment, especially for kids and one to share with them as they grow as gardeners, and it's very low maintenance. So this was, um, that was a fun one, and what was interesting about this one, once this request came in, it was the tree, he wrote me again, and the tree had already grown to about four feet tall, and he called it his guacamole tree. So, you know, they can really grow quickly. You might have to put it in a wine barrel if you want to keep it small. The next one was an Ask Cynthia Bryan, a reader's request about anthuriums. And this was after my uh, garden article that was called Paradise Found, which I also talked about recently on how to plant tropicals in your garden. Well, hello, Cynthia. I loved your Paradise Found article. Any suggestion for getting an anthurium to rebloom? I give it plenty of water. Thanks, Glenda. Well, Glenda, anthuriums are one of my most favorite tropical plants. They provide year-round glossy green foliage and striking wax-like blossoms in white, red, yellow, or pink. They have become the mascot of Hawaii, although they are native to Colombia and are found throughout Central and South America. Now, although you may read that they need constant water, I have not found that to be true. In fact, too much water can really rot the roots. It yellows the leaves and it hinders blooming, and too much water could even kill your plant. So what you want to do is water thoroughly and only when the soil is dry, and good drainage is mandatory. Then to get your anthurium to rebloom, make sure it's placed in a warm area with indirect bright light. North and east windows are best. Anthuriums flourish in temperatures of 70 to 85 degrees Fahrenheit. And they love humidity. So you might have to mist your plant a few times a week because that might mimic the rainforest environment. Or you could put your pot in um, in a saucer of, of water that has gravel in it, and that would act like that rainforest environment. You pour water into the gravel, and that acts as a local humidifier. Now, when the blooms die, 
Cut them off, otherwise new blooms will not form and the old stalks redirect all the energy to the dead flower. Every two or three months, you feed it with a fertilizer for blooming plants and don't over-fertilize or all you'll get are lots and lots of lush leaves and you'll get no blooms. And that's a big problem that people do is they over-fertilize things. Now, anthuriums do well planted in a group with other tropicals, including uh, orchids, and they actually look beautiful with orchids. Now, in a nutshell, here's what you'd need to get continuous blooms by giving your anthurium the following. Bright, indirect light, warm temperatures, humidity, thorough watering only when dry, good drainage, cutting old blooms immediately, and fertilizing every two to three months. And after that, that's all you probably need. You know, I have a great story about an anthurium that I was given when I won an award in 2003. And my first grade teacher, who actually lives in Ireland now, who was from Ireland, when she heard about my award, she sent me the gift of an anthurium in celebration. And it was this beautiful pink anthurium. And it has bloomed continuously in all these years. It never stops. So it adds the joy of the tropics to my daily life. So I hope that you have fun growing your anthuriums. And the great thing about anthuriums is that we can grow them anywhere in, you know, in the United States or probably in the world as long as you're growing them as a houseplant. And, of course, you can grow them outside in the tropics. So the next one, this one was uh, a, one that's important for actually for this time of the year right now, it's an Ask Cynthia Bryan, is this a bean or not? Hi, Cynthia, my kids brought me a bag of beans they want me to cook up for them. They picked them somewhere on a trail. Since I'm not a gardener, I thought I'd ask you if these are edible before feeding the family. Thanks for identifying them. Amy, hi, Amy. The photo you sent was blurry, but from what I can tell, these are not beans, but wisteria pods. And I'm emailing you one of my photos as a match. Wisteria pods resemble bean pods and can easily be mistaken to the untrained eye. Do not cook or eat these pods as they are poisonous. Even though wisteria is part of the pea family, the seeds and the pods are not edible. Even the flowers can be toxic. As little as two seeds ingested can cause serious health issues. So as much as foraging is touted, it is wise for all of us to remember to never eat anything that has not been 100% identified as edible. Please make sure to advise your children never to eat vegetation they pick without asking if the produce is safe. On a happier note, you can dry the pods, pop them, plant the seeds to grow your own beautiful fragrant wisteria vines. Happy gardening and happy growing. And that one came as such a surprise because, you know, if you've ever seen wisteria pods, they actually look like fava beans. They're big, big pods, and they're the same color green. And if you pop them open when they're still green, they do. They just look like a bean, and they, they could easily be mistaken. So it's this is a great lesson. It's the same with mushrooms of just... Don't eat things that you're not 100% sure because it only takes one that could cause serious illness and some things could even cause death. So we don't want that to ever happen to any of you. So really stay away from that. Now this one was a um, 
this one is, is a good one, too, because I always think about this when I t- think about soil. This was asking about soil. Dear Miss Goddess Gardener, my husband and I lease our home, and we have four large, deep, new raised beds we would like to fill in with healthy garden soil for vegetable growing. The soil around our home is not good, even possibly full of poison, judging from how poorly even modest flowers do uh, in our loving care with amendments of soil, water in ample quantities, and a good bit of well wishes at all times. I saw your article in the paper and hope that you'd have some good suggestions for where we could acquire clean, good soil to start. We would amend it as needed so that it becomes rich and wonderful. Any ideas are greatly appreciated. Keep up the good work. Best, Diane and Eric. So, hello, Diane and Eric. Thanks for your great question regarding growing your own vegetables in healthy soil. Yes, you do need to replace your soil if you think it's toxic or poisonous. And you can contact your local waste company or the county to find out how and where you may dispose of contaminated soil. You'll want to remove it and fill it with new topsoil and compost. If you have a large area to replace, it's best to buy in bulk, although some venues charge a delivery fee. So make sure to maximize your order by filling a truck with your soil, your compost, your bark, or your gravel. You can call several different topsoil providers, give them your dimensions, and they can tell you how many yards. If you order over 5 to 10 yards, the company oftentimes will waive delivery fees. It's worth ordering more to have no more delivery costs. Consider asking a neighbor if he or she would like to go in with you on the amendment purchase. You may help the neighborhood become more health considerate in so doing. And after you replace your toxic dirt, make sure to keep the new soil amended with mulch and compost. Create a compost bin or pile which will provide you with endless supply of rich nutrients. And once your soil is ready, it's time to start digging. And this is the perfect time of year to get your vegetables, herbs, fruits, and leafy greens in the ground for this season's harvest. So then you can enjoy the fresh flavors of your own personal farm. And something that uh, that's, um, that letter brought to mind was my dad. And growing up on the farm, we had 368 acres of dirt or soil. But my dad used to always make a differentiation between what dirt and soil is. And so that's something to think about. Soil has been enriched and dirt is dirt. And most things aren't going to just grow in dirt. And the final one is one that I like because it's asking where I get my ideas. So, dear Ms. Brian, I'm always amazed at the amount of topics you cover in your Digging Deep and Gardening Guide columns. Every issue, I walk away with new ideas and plans for my garden, including nutritional advice. Where do you get your insights and how do you decide what to write and when? It's fantastic and so helpful. Thanks. Dear Julie, I appreciate the appreciation. Ideas are all around me every day as I walk through my garden and orchards, talk to strangers in stores, gab with friends at dinner, drive through neighborhoods, and read emails from readers. I figure if I'm having a triumph or challenge with a garden-related matter, others probably are too. Gardeners I meet share their stories with me, and often it sparks a memory or ignites an article. I read at least a dozen trade periodicals weekly to keep current with trend statistics, apps, new specimens, and anything that could be useful to my readers, my listeners, and my gardening clients. As a member of the Garden Writers Association of America, it's important to be on top of things and involved in protecting our planet through nature and nurture. 
Talking dirt, plants, vegetables, fruit, and home sown is my favorite pastime. Thus, I'm always learning and growing. One of the reasons I designated the year to experiment, explore, and experience is because this is something I personally do daily. There's no failure in the garden, just fertilizer. And without rich compost and mistakes, we grow new gardens. Nature is always in control, and we are always on a learning curve, especially me. Thanks again for writing. Enjoy the columns. And whenever you have a question, ask Cynthia Bryan. Well, when we come back from break, we'll be talking about a more serious thing, and that is the power of positive self-talk and how important it is to boost ourselves up. I'm Cynthia Bryan. You're listening to Star Style, Be the Star You Are. During the break, visit StarStyleProductions.com and also visit BeTheStarYouAre.org. We'll be right back. Change your world. Change your life. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Business Bites. Here's Cynthia Bryan. Do you know how to improve your efficiency? It's easy. Get organized. Here are four tips to help you. Ditch the open door policy. Every interruption is just that. It's an interruption to your focus. Schedule an hour a day or an hour a week to meet with your team. This teaches others the value of your work while allowing them to grow their decision-making skills. Ditch the digital distractions. Allow a set amount of time to check texts and social media. Use services that automate the tasks that break your concentration. Embrace time frames. Batch similar activities together and do them at the same time daily. Ditch devices at bedtime. Research indicates that reading on digital devices in bed disrupt your sleep patterns because of the emission of the blue light. Use your tech devices in another room before retiring for the night. Turn them off, then enter your bedroom. With these four simple organizing skills, you're going to be more productive. Remember, you're the star of your own performance. Turn your passions into profits. I'm Cynthia Bryan with another Business Bite from Star Style. For more information on booking a coaching or consultation session, call 925-377-STAR or visit star-style.com. This business of show business is calling out to me. Get started acting or modeling with a consultation from media coach extraordinaire Cynthia Bryan, who has guided entertainment careers for over two decades. Call 925-377-STAR or visit www.cynthiabryan.com. Pick up a copy of her award-winning book, The Business of Show Business, and start living your dreams today. Call 925-377-STAR. 925-377-STAR. Be the star you are, you are. your energy and jumpstart your dreams with positive life-changing interviews and star-studded conversations on our award-winning program star style be the star you are hosted by the passion purpose and possibility producer cynthia bryan now back to the power party find all you need in a light that shines well you are listening to cynthia bryan this is the power party even though i'm a little bit hoarse Today, I am here and happy and moving forward, and we're going to be talking about the power of positive self-talk, because the way you talk to yourself is the way you're going to 
be in the world. And it's really important to be upbeat and positive. It impacts your confidence, your happiness, and how you think about life and others. But before we get to that, I have something to crow about, and I'm really excited to share it with you because it involves the volunteers and teens from Express Yourself Teen Radio. And next week, I'm going to have a couple of our stars on the show to speak with you so that you'll get a chance to, if you haven't listened to Express Yourself Teen Radio, you'll get a chance to hear how terrific they are. And by the way, Express Yourself airs on Tuesdays at 12 noon on the Voice America Kids Network. And it really is uh, a show for teens, by teens, and about teens. And we say that it is where teens talk and the world listens. Well, you know, I was a champion rooster raiser when I was a teen. And so as a teen coach and producer of Express Yourself, I'm really proud to crow about my amazingly talented youth reporters on the Be The Star You Are charity star team. And they hail from all over the United States. Now, since the show's launch, In 2011, I have trained 30 young people so far. And I've trained them as hosts and reporters. They share their ideas, their expertise, and they have become very adept interviewers. And these teens are winning awards, and they're being accepted into top universities. We just got some incredible news this past week. Social responsibility reporter and host... Asia Gonzalez of Colorado, she was named one of five finalists from across the United States to be selected as a top five young entrepreneur of 2015 for the company she founded called Stinky Feet Girls, and she will be flown to Washington, D.C. in July. She'll receive an award somewhere between $5,000 and $15,000, and that is just amazing to me. And she also, besides working with Be The Star You Are, she helps... um, girls who have been forced into sex slavery and she provides kits, rape kits to young women to uh, help them know if they have been a victim. So bravo to Asia. Now besides winning several awards and monetary grants for the charity she founded, Angels of God Clothing Closet, the gift of giving reporter and our host, Caitlin Darrow of New Jersey, was featured on the Steve Harvey show for her work with um, working with Angels of God, and she was given a $10,000 scholarship. So this is fantastic. Now, on top of that, the different hosts and reporters are being accepted to top universities around the country. As of right now, I have four teens on their way or attending Harvard. Ryan, Henna, Kai, and Jennifer. Caitlin is deciding between USC and NYU. We'll probably know in the next couple weeks. I have Jacqueline, who uh, is, uh, is a reporter, who is at Stanford. Courtney, Alex, and Vivian are at my alma mater of Cal Berkeley. Rachel is at the University of Oregon, where she is president of the National Broadcasting Society. And Stephen, who was a host for a couple of years, as well as our radio um, administrator, is at Pepperdine, where he's the Interclub Council president. Youngju An, who was the host last year, is at Smith. And Jennifer Lee, who is still just a high school sophomore, she has won the top award for musicians at a California state conference since sixth grade, every single year since sixth grade. So that's quite a star lineup. So 
and I have many more young reporters ages 10 and up in the training, in our star galaxy, Express Yourself is really a safe environment where we try to help young people grow and learn to express themselves. So it really is a place where they can be who they can be. For more information, if you're interested in getting involved with Be The Star You Are, or you're a young person and you'd like to possibly be a reporter on Express Yourself, go to expressyourselfteenradio.com and just check it out. So congratulations to these teens. I, I, uh, you know, I might be a rooster raiser, but today I feel like a mother hen, and this really is something to crow about. So congratulations to all of these teens. So getting to the power of self-talk. You know, how you speak to yourself really impacts everything 24 hours in your day. It impacts how you work out. It impacts your strength. It impacts your confidence, your happiness. It can even help you lose weight. And the latest research just wants to show you how to do it right. It makes, when you talk positively positively to yourself, it literally helps you get off the couch and get active. So the perks of of a positive self-talk, they're not just in your head. And this is according to the New York um, University psychologist, Dr. Gabriel Ottenton, who spent 20 years studying the self-talk science. And Gabriel is author of Rethinking Positive Thinking. So when done correctly, it impacts the sympathetic nervous system to temporarily lift blood pressure, a sign of increased energy and motivation. But you can't just think positively to achieve goals because that's much less, you know, much less effective than what we'd expect. What is helpful is you have to temper a rah-rah attitude, you know, you can do this, with actual mental mantras that are based in reality. So the idea is to identify the pitfalls that stand between you and a goal, then create different scripts, upbeat scripts, that will cue you through how you're going to overcome them. So this research is, um, is backed by technique, of course, and it helps you identify unattainable dreams and you can do it early on and then it'll give you this internal encouragement you need to tackle what might seem like surmountable or insurmountable obstacles uh, before they trip you up and by giving yourself positive self-talk it's going to fast track you to success so this is Ottenton's uh, four-step process and I didn't develop this this is by Dr. Gabriel Ottenton but I think it's cool He calls it WOOP, W-O-O-P. The first one is wish. So you want to make a wish, a big wish. So I always, instead of a wish, I call it a dream. I say think big. But think of a desire you'd like to fulfill. And it can be big or something smaller, like I just want to try out, you know, a, a new class somewhere. Whatever it is, you want to strengthen your commitment to the goal by mentally repeating it to yourself. And you can, they have a, uh, an app actually that is free at whoopmylife.org if you want to record it. So you can get this app, whoopmylife.org. The second thing you do is you imagine the outcome. So next you have to consider how you're going to benefit from achieving the goal. So you want to think in details. You want to think long-term and short-term. And then when you complete whatever it is, say it's that class, then you have to give yourself you know, a congratulations and feel the accomplished energy, feel happier and be on the road 
you know, you'll say, I'm, I've done it. I can do this. And that gives you the ability to go to the next step. The next one is anticipate obstacles. So that's the O. Now that your wish is solidified, you articulate it. And you know that there are these critical roadblocks standing in your way. So you have to just articulate what they are and move through them. And admit this to yourself up front means that you're not going to be discouraged when you do hit a hurdle later on. And the last one is plan. Finally, map your attack using, if it's an obstacle, whatever it is. For instance, you tell yourself, if I feel exhausted, that I don't want to continue and I want to quit, then I'm going to take a 30-second water break, and I'm going to remind myself that I really love this class. So then visualize yourself carrying out your plan, and that way your roadblock, even if it does arrive, it will be smaller. Now, the little tricks are use your name instead of I. So I would say, hey, Cynthia, you've got this. Instead of saying, I can do it, I'll say, Cynthia, you can do it. You can do it. The second thing is don't use the words don't and not and can't. In other words, don't use negatives. Use positives. So 64% of, of people who've told themselves that don't or can't, then they indulge more. So by saying, I can have this, I will do this, it's more empowering. And finally, ask, will you? In moments of intense insecurity, recast the if and then plan as if something happens, will Cynthia do it? So your instinct is to answer yes, which turbochargers your motivation. So always answer yes to your question. So think positive about yourself, use positive mantras, and thank you so much for being great listeners and allowing Heather and I into your life every week. Remember, you can change your life and you can make dreams come true. For more information about Star Style, visit my website, star-style.com, or call us at 925-377-STAR. Make a donation to Be The Star You Are charity by going to bethestarur.org. We hope you are encouraged, inspired, informed, amused, motivated, and healthier after listening to our program every week. And read a book this week and visit your garden. Act as if your life is the way you want it to be. Until next week when we celebrate once again, remember love always wins, kindness always prevails, and smiles keep us happy. My name is Cynthia Bryan. I encourage you and I thank you. And go out into the world and be the star you are. Dream, create, inspire, and make a difference. And we'll play next week. Have a great one. Be the star you are. The star you are. Be the star you are. You are the star. Be the star you are. Keep caring. It's been a pleasure bringing you our life-changing program, Star Style, Be the Star You Are. We have you on our radar as it's our goal to inspire, inform, entertain, and motivate you to be the star you were born to be. For more information, visit www.starstyleradio.com. And to make a donation to the charity, go to www.bethestarur.org. Ignite the flame that burns brightly within. 
take charge of your life and coach yourself to success with our dynamic hosts, Cynthia Bryan and Heather Brittany, every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time, right here on the Voice America Empowerment Channel for another serving of champagne for the spirit and a power boost to live with star style. Until we celebrate together next week, be the star you are. You are.